Hi, it's Ted here, the unofficial spokesperson for Consumer Cellular, with some very official advice. All right, how do I put this lightly? Your wireless provider is overcharging you. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. So, get the exact same coverage as the major carriers at half the cost. Switch and save up to $250 a year on all the talk, text, and data you need at ConsumerCellular.com. Previously on Androids and Aliens. I promised I wouldn't cry. The crew helplessly watched. You see this creature reach down towards Linnea's unconscious body, lay its long-fingered hands, its long, bony claw hand on her, and just... (sighs) As the chief mate's soul was devoured. And you see this light come out of Linnea's body into the body of the Baycock. And when a brutal combat finally came to an end... 42 points of damage. And the Baycock dies. An unexpected ally returned. There is a tear in space happening, and you look, and you're all blinded by this light. And it looks so familiar, but it looks so old. The adventure continues. Until first realizes it's PG. (laughs) Now... Quartet practiced in the park And we sang dirges in the dark The day Grant's mustache died (laughs) (laughs) And they were singing Bye Bye. Bye. Grant's mustache (laughs) My Chevy to his sink Hair for cash. <laughs> oh, Grant, you feel a cool breeze between your nostrils and your upper lip? I literally still can't look at myself in the mirror and I see a different person. It, yeah. it, was, it was emotional. It felt like that shaving it off when I did it. I filmed myself doing it. Um, and uh, I think if I watched it again right now, I would cry. Yeah. I was so attached to it just a few months in. Isn't it weird, though? You look, you look at yourself and you're like, that's what I look like? You forget. When you're mustachioed, you forget what your, your unmustachioed self looks like. Oh. Now it's just like a, 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 a baby's upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> now your face isn't a conversation piece. Yeah. That's got to be kind of a bummer. Here you walk yeah, into yeah. a room, people are Here just like... Are. Having a conversation about his face. <laughs> well, this will be the last one. Yep. After this. <laughs> no one will ever talk about his face again. It's just yeah. not interesting enough. You said a couple of months, Grant. Is that how long it took you to grow that thing? Yeah. I grow that thing, Miss Kelly Kelly. Um, I think that... Um, <laughs> I think that I was about a month away from what would be a like fully grown mustache in. I think it's a... a um, it's in like a 
developing mustache until about three months, unless you can really just like fall asleep and, and have it grown there like Sam Elliott. Um, and I was very close. What started happening towards the end is it started going over the edge of my lip and I did not like that. And I did not want to accidentally cut myself using scissors because mm-hmm. you know, that, that would be a big mess. Blood everywhere. That's fun though. Cause then it's you supposed go, to go eat a little bit of it. It's supposed to do that. You're supposed to, the, the, Conventional, traditional mustache does reach down onto the lip. <laughs> no, I, I didn't like it, though. My mustache hurt my face. Uh, no, it, it was always kind of wiry and always kind of hurt. Uh, but I had one last final conversation <laughs> with my dad, and uh, my dad really tried to talk me out of it. But I told him this would be the final ride. He sent me pictures of Clark Gable. And <laughs> like, this is Wait, what you know, you do know that goes away, right? The wiry hurting part? Yeah, and it did in the last couple of days. To be honest yeah, you got to grow it in full. Then you got to trim that off. And then you got to trim it again. Then you trim that off. And then it's going to be super soft and nice. And like, it just takes several months to get it. You know, yeah. Grant, I think this is like the time period of anybody getting a haircut or changing their facial hair where you just clasp them on the shoulder and you say, it'll grow back. It's just hair. Yeah. <laughs> so you can grow it back. This is, I'm having such a, a, a like a, a, polemical reaction to this because when i first started growing this in it was nothing but vitriol and hate and now <laughs> yeah. it's Sydney saying don't worry it'll jealous. grow back it'll grow yeah. back oh man yeah i can't believe you i was a rid proponent i was a proponent of the stash i think it's always cool i w- here's the thing i am jealous because i wish i could grow a mustache i wish yeah. i could grow facial hair and, and mess around and have mutton chops for a week and then be like ah that was funny and shave them off i mean that's so funny <laughs> exactly like a I small gen- co- yeah I Sorry, think the general consensus is you look worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I'm That's hearing. That's not at all you what I was going to say. You should have left it on. That's what Ellie and Sydney are saying. That's what I'm hearing. No, 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 no. That's what Troy said. I never said. You see, it can be. Sorry, go ahead, Ellie. No, no go ahead, Joe. I, I, I can say something say, later. I was going to say it can be both. It can easily be both. Like, you can have the mustache and get a lot of vitriol for how bad you look, and then you shave it off, and it, it's still possible to look even worse than that. <laughs> and that's kind of where you're at now. It's rough. It's a rough situation. So mean. He aged a lot in that mustache period. Yeah. <laughs> you never look the same. <laughs> he grew that mustache. So, do you guys call Amer- do you Americans call the mustache something like? Does it have a time clock? Like, is, does it? Is it like a what is that? Uh, oh, the five o'clock shadow, the five p.m. shade. It's like a six a.m. shame or something. <laughs> 6 a.m. shame? Rome in there. That's, <laughs> that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. Uh, Everyone with a mustache has been there for the 6 a.m. shame. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, exactly. Either you encountered one or because you don't have it yourself or you are the one. Well, <laughs> while we lost a mustache, uh, we gained uh, David Winters, everyone. David oh, Winters. Yes. Here. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you. No mustache for you, though. That would have been fun. That would have been a fun reveal if you were like, ah, I have this mustache. It's not possible. <laughs> I'm, I'm someday waiting uh, for my chance to hit puberty where I can grow proper facial hair. And no, no 5 p.m. shade for me, unfortunately. But were, you bummed out, uh, were you bummed out about that, David? Have you, or have you been like, man, this is really nice to just like never have to worry about uh, shaving products? Well, yes and no, you know. Getting repeatedly carded at bars, you know, for the rest of my life is problematic. And, you know, <laughs> restaurants refusing to sell me drinks and stuff. But, uh, 
my parents tell me someday, someday I, I might be a full grown man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real boy. Uh, have you ever, you never uh, let it go just to see what happens? Get a little, is it, is it spotty or just doesn't come in? It's scary. Let's just leave yeah. it at that. Uh, I, yeah, when we were on our, our slight recording hiatus, or I should say society was on a hi- hiatus uh, earlier last year. Uh, yeah, I went for it for about six weeks. And um, what I can do in six weeks takes Matthew six hours. So, you know, it, <laughs> oh, cool. it was scary. It was scary. I know, Ellie, I know that's one of your other conspiracy theories about uh, this instantaneous hair growth with certain people on the show, but uh, yeah. I am not one of them. Not one. I. <laughs> I think that should be a requirement for the show. Ellie, if you could grow facial hair, would you? See, this was what I was going to talk about, a callback from last week of like, if I had a mustache, I would do things. But (laughs) I, oh, dude, I would have, I think I would actually have a really full mustache because I have so much head hair. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming it would translate. Uh, And I would, no, wait, okay, cool. And Grant is is shaking his (laughs) head. Uh, as if he knows, but I don't know. You I would say G. Gordon Liddy. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't even know who that is. He was the band leader for Saturday Night Live in the eighties. <laughs> that was the perfect. I haven't thought about G. Gordon Liddy in in too long, Skid. So oh I appreciate that. Got to bring the reminders of that guy back every once in a while. Pictures are so amazing. Sydney, would you go full mutton chops if you could? No, I don't think I actually would. But you know, it's like when you create a character in a video game, like you're in character creation and you just like go wild for a bit with the hairstyles and facial hairs because you're like, what would this combination look like? And ultimately you're like, bad. That's the reality of it. But I think I would honestly do like a solid stash and not even like handlebar stuff, but like fully thick. And I would take care of it too. I would do like the oils, like Mm. the beard oils and stuff. Mm. I don't think I would do beard. That seems, I don't know. Wait, head, the way that you're down. describing it, you're describing like a Civil War mustache. Yes. Like, is that what you're talking? Yes. It would hang well over the lip. Yes. Would be well groomed and greased. Absolutely, and I'd have a little cap. Now that you say Civil War, yes, I'd look like a soldier. I I guess my look is a male soldier. That's what I would go for. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> no shirt, or, yeah. just no stash. Or a major just league stash. baseball closer from the eighties. They all <laughs> yes, <laughs> very very similar look. Oh, tight pants. No shirt, just stash. Yeah. You would just walk around like to church. No shirt, just the stash. <laughs> would I'm not you going do- to church. I have a mustache. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, also, I, mean. I think it's illegal. You can't enter church without clothes, I think. You're going to the right. wrong church, Ellie. <laughs> Fair. Would you do the Ambrose Burnside, Sydney, if you could? Wait, who's it? Was that? Oh, that's a fun one. Look that one up. It's great. It's a, it's a, it's a real monumental facial hair. Would you say Ambrose? Oh. Oh, yeah, no, no. There are a couple of dudes out there who there are styles named after them. And the Burnside is one of them. Is one of them. Yeah. No, yeah. this is a crazy look, though. This makes me think I have like a bit in my mouth and a bridle like a horse or something. Like someone's going to pull my mm. hair back from behind yeah. me. I can see I don't that. Like wait, 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 wait. Can you say it again for those of you, those of us who don't speak English? <laughs> Ambrose, Ambrose. Ambrose Burnside, a former governor of Rhode Island and a soldier and a railroad Ew, executive. Jesus Investor, Christ. Industrialist. <laughs> what I, I really know. admire about the Burnside is that he maintained that look for decades. He, like, looks, <laughs> he looks like Cthulhu. And, <laughs> and maintained that look. Did have a wife? Oh, he that, did. That, his look takes so much effort. 
Like yeah. his chin is just razor sharp. It's like it must be the smoothest chin you've ever felt in your life. And then right above it is just this hovering, majestic face. Well, I can't even describe it. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, Grant, you've inspired all of us uh, to <laughs> never, ever get a mustache again. Though yours will be missed. <laughs> uh, Joe has put up that one. That's a weird one. It's like the mustache that goes all the way to the lower bottom left. It hangs <laughs> over the mouth. Oh, no. I just That's don't like understand how that gets enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like a sword. The, the D'Artagnan, I think yes. it's called. The D'Artagnan. Yeah, because it's, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, if you've got a mustache, uh, call in. Uh, or fun beard. We are uh, we're back here, episode one forty six of Androids and Aliens. It's uh, it's Friday night. Only a few of these left. Only a couple more uh, uh, bad intros like this left in the show. Um, <laughs> Soak it up, folks. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. Uh, really, uh, B minus banter like this because there's only going to be a few more of them. We've had plenty of A plus banter. Yeah, they're the not record. all winners, Ellie, and that's okay. That's because I controlled myself this week. And I appreciate it. I knew I know where you wanted to go. And yep. you held back. Yeah, I yeah. saw it in her eyes, and I was yeah. like. <laughs> You know what, Ellie? I'm fine with a B minus. I'm fine no, with a yeah. B minus. No, B minus is good. I no, want to see no, the no. show through to the end. I kind of <laughs> wanted to see where she was going to go with it, just to try and save this horrible banter. But it's too late now. It's time to start the show. It's yeah. time to light the lights. It's time to get things started. I've got the sniffles right now. It's a real. It's a real bummer. Um, it's not wait, the. It's not the. You know what, right? The the cocaine sniffles. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got a case of the cocaine sniffle belly. That was not. I think I figured you know, it is cocaine sniffing season. The ragweed is out. Man, oh, stop oh, doing that. God, no. I Nobody. just right before we start, I think I'm allergic to this bad banter. That's what it is. It's really driving it home. It's just going right into my sinuses, this piss poor banter. <laughs> listen, listen. It can only go up from here. Uh, Skype like cock blockers. We have a weather alert for milkweed, pollen, and bad banter. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk about that one enough. Uh, well, I- I'm excited about this episode for a number of reasons. Um, because. Character death is always sad, right? You hate to see a character go, unless you didn't like the character, in which case, in which case it's a, a chance to celebrate. Um, but uh, with the death of a character is always a, the, the return of a new one uh, or the, the, the return of an old one in this case. So I'm excited to, uh, to see where this goes. So I just want to jump right in. There's only, uh, only a few episodes left, so I want to I wanna, I wanna, I wanna start playing. And I think it's only appropriate uh, as we see this this scene that we left on last week of you're just ready to pull out of the train station. You know that there's another train uh, a little bit away on your heels. You're ready to get the F out of here uh, to try and get from the Grav train station here in the lower decks all the way up to the command section, a portal opens up on the ship, a rip in the space-time continuum, and out walks... Very old and very cybernetically enhanced PG. You've not seen this creature for two books. She was taken. Taken on Istamak. So from there, I want you 
to imagine you see her. Everyone has a reaction. Seon and Callum don't even know who the hell this is. We just close in on PG's face. And then everything goes dark. And then, boom, lights come up really fast again on a laboratory of sorts. There are technological and surgical instruments everywhere. Beeping monitors, beep, 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 screens with bits of code constantly churning out numbers and other unrecognizable symbols. And in the middle of this room is a table. A table that's built on a swivel mount. There are metal clasps arranged uh, symmetrically along the edges of both sides of the table. And locked into those clasps, we see the body of PG. She's breathing quickly, and she's just like looking around at her surroundings in abject fear. The last thing she remembers was falling unconscious during a battle, crossing cables to get to a, a fractured island, floating on Istamak, little Istamak. Just as her vision went to black, she saw a portal open nearby and familiar hands grasping down at her. Then the world went dark. A door opens in this chamber and three gangly drow enter. They ignore her for a moment and they walk over to a freestanding gateway. The gateway has several crystals in place in a circular pattern around the perimeter. Instantly, PG, you know that this is what they used to come through time to capture you and bring you back. And as that full realization hits you, PG, the full realization that you were finally free, that you moved forward in time almost a century through cryostasis only to be brought back, all the way back to this moment, that realization hits you and you lose consciousness. Time passes. And as time passes, we're just privy to scenes upon scenes of the drow doing experiments on PG. One particular one, PG is lying on her stomach and they are slicing right down her spinal cord, opening her up and removing veins, removing bits of bone. And while this is happening, we hear PG's voice over this. Year one. They all blend together, those first few days. I remember the screams and the never-ending whimpers of agony and pain. The screams seemed foreign, unnatural even, and yet they all came from me. The drow, they split me open, replaced my spine. They cracked open my skull, drilled into my eyes, and filled me with liquid. And then they pumped me full of drugs to make sure that I was awake. I was awake for all of it. I couldn't escape. Not even to death. They wouldn't let me. And the years passed. And it was clear at this point that my friends, they weren't coming. But then the drow removed my memories and I forgot the people I loved. All that remained was hate. More time passes. And as time passes, PG begins to look very different. 
there's an absence of life in her eyes now, and her body has augmentations covering it that uh, accentuate her subjugation as if she were some sort of a pet to them. We now see an older female drow, like cradling PG in her lap, like a pieta. But it's an uncomfortable sight. And again, we hear PG's voice. Year five. Maybe I did this to myself. Maybe I deserve this. The drow matriarch often spoke about what I had done to her, about the betrayal. It was almost as if retelling it over and over again set something off in her. It aroused her. No one had ever surprised her before that day, that day when I killed her. And so she would obsessively tell me what I had done and I would listen. And she would start breaking my bones one finger at a time because, like her, I was to be reborn, but perfect this time. I wish I could say that the pain never got to me. I wish I could say that I never gave in to her, but I did. I started craving her attention, her praise. She would call me good girl and cradle me, and I would purr in her lap, hoping that she would never stop. That scene fades out, and now it comes up on a PG that is completely unrecognizable from the one we once knew. She's she's very, very old now, but she's also covered with so many cybernetic enhancements. She looks more machine than corporeal being at this point. But she also looks unfettered and unrestrained. All around her, uh, broken machinery sputters off electric shocks. And we see her walk up to that gateway that the drow inspected many, many years ago when she was brought back. She walks up to the gateway, and there is one crystal in place left along the ring. She plucks it from the archway and gingerly puts it in her pack. Then she exits the room and walks down a long hallway and as she walks there are bodies of drow everywhere I don't even know what year it is anymore time has no meaning here's the thing I love about hate it's tricky if not impossible to get rid of like gravity you can see it or touch it you can feel it tugging at you every day until it eventually consumes you. The drow never realized I possessed the powers of the cosmos and I too had forgotten. My solarium powers remained intact, hidden, while they were feeding on the hatred, growing like a cancer inside of me. I don't remember what it was that day. I think it was a small thing. A slap across the face, perhaps. I don't remember, but... Suddenly, it was all over. My powers were gone. But so was everyone else. I was finally free, but I had forgotten the meaning of freedom a long time ago. She walks up to the body of the drow matriarch, a body that, like hers, has gone through innumerable 
experiments to keep her alive for so long. A body that had already died once at PG's hands, but then was resurrected. And that resurrection led to PG being captured again, brought back through time again. But now the drow lies dead, her face caved in by what could only be several blows by a blunt instrument over and over and over again. PG leans down and gently strokes the drow mother's face, purring contentedly while she does so. Lights go out on that, and we cut to Absalom Station. In the near present day, we see PG walking aimlessly through the streets, and we hear her voice. The rescue pod took me to Absalom Station with the other survivors of the drow ship. There I just walk aimlessly. I no longer needed food or sleep to survive. The drow had made it so. They had augmented my body to a point that the bureaucrats of the station couldn't even determine what race I was. The drow had made me immortal. But I was nothing more than a ghost. I belonged nowhere until today. PG walks by a random storefront, and as she does, a familiar voice can be heard speaking on one of the screens. PG stops to listen as Roger Glipglorp delivers the (laughs) news of the day. We see Roger, green alien with eye stalks, lies on top, dressed in a beige suit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you should never stick your wiener in a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Thank you, Mark, for that hard-hitting and graphic bit of investigative journalism. (laughs) In other news, he turns to like camera B, the body of the infamous mob boss and gangster, known only as Mr. Hush, was found yesterday on a derelict ship floating in the diaspora. And as he's speaking, you see footage of a crew exploring the ship, lights from their helmets revealing burn marks everywhere, computer screens shooting off sparks. A mining ship in the area came upon the ship and found the entire crew dead from what appeared to be an uncontrolled explosion. The manifest shows that one person may have survived the blast. Authorities are not releasing the name of this person at the time, as they are someone of interest. Born Hyman Hushowitz to a pair of gnome immigrants on Akiton, Mr. Hush was well known for exploiting children as he built his criminal empire. It's safe to say Mr. Hush won't be hurting anyone for a long, long time. In other news, did you hear about this? Did you see that? <laughs> And at the mention of Hush, PG, you're just like flooded by all these thoughts that you can't quite place. Memories that were removed from you come back and you're brought back to a place in time that you don't exactly remember, surrounded by people whose, whose faces were taken out of your mind. And you find yourself on a ship suffering from radiation poisoning. And you look over, and there is a Yosoki doctor attending to you. 
water. <laughs> it's me, right? Yeah, you're the Ahsoka doctor. Okay. <laughs> yes, you, Dr. Freeze, please. You, the mouse. <laughs> mouse. Mouse man. How many Ahsoka doctors are there in the universe? <laughs> Several. That's racist. <laughs> it's racist to assume it that is. it has to be me. Ahsoka doctor's got to be Frizz. I just want water. <laughs> shouting at an intern. Um, <laughs> and Friss, he gets a. Matt, sorry, Matthew just plays such a good needling intern. <laughs> it's my favorite episode of VR. Um, Maybe one day uh, everyone will leave the show and I'll get to be the lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Edwards. name will be first in the credits one day. <laughs> and PG uh, died. Of acute dehydration. Uh, Frisk gets a saline bag, a bag of fluids, and is like, um, inserts it like into her vein. It's like you can't. It's inadvisable for you to drink fluids right now in your state. Mm-hmm. This will have to do for now. Thank you, Doctor. I, uh, I've, I've known pain, but not this type of pain. It's, it's coming from inside of me, and I, I, I can't breathe properly. I don't understand. I was getting better, but now I feel like I'm getting worse and worse. And Briss is kind of like looking at her, her wounds and her implants, and he turns, grabs like a pair of of mechanical goggles off of a tray and like like lowers them over his eyes and like leans in really close at the scars this is yes can see he sees quite extensive how uh how is your uh Appetite. He's like kind of like poking at the edges of the implants. I, I don't want food. I, I just want water. Mm. That's that's what I want. But thank you for taking care of me, doctor. You're a, you're a good doctor. I wouldn't ask you this of you normally, but would you would you mind to stay with me for a while? And he leans back. In his chair, like, kind of crosses his arms, pulls off his goggles, lays them down. He says, of course. Thank you. I, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be seen as weak, but I, I just, this, this disease or whatever it is, this poison is, it's made me weak. And I, I just, I don't like being alone with, with this, the spaceship and, uh, I guess Howie is the one who's friendly. <laughs> Uh, don't pay attention to him. Did someone say, say my name? Shut uh. up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do not worry about seeming weak. We'll say whatever else that may be happening to your body. Anyone who can endure the tortures that you have clearly undergone without going mad or dying has got some immense strength indeed 
Have you ever been in this much pain, doctor? You seem like you have a lot of experience in that field as well, but I don't need, I don't want to impose. I just want to be distracted by something. Yes, Jibida, I have known pain in my life. Where I am from, all there was was pain. In Akiton. Hmm. Akiton. In the trench. In the trench. I should like to. I should like to see more, more of the, the packed worlds when when all of this is over. But maybe I will not go to the trenches of Akiton. <laughs> hmm. I can say there's much of interest and beauty in a packed world, but you can safely skip Akiton. <laughs> Would you? I, when when this is over, and we can maybe together travel to places again. I would like to take you back to my my home world. Maybe they will accept me back. It's beautiful, the little I remember of it. Um, I haven't been there in a hundred years, so it's probably changed. Hmm. Yes. I have never been there, but I have read about your world. It does sound very beautiful. I would like to visit with you. We shall. We shall. And PG starts drifting off, but I think her hand, she, she's like, she's in so much pain, so she's trying to grab onto something, and I think she grabs onto his hand. Um, please, um, doctor, tell me a, tell me a bedtime story. Anything at this point, I just, I just want to sleep. If I can't drink, then I just want to sleep. And Friss freezes. Like that the contact um, but after a moment he relaxes and just lets her hold his hand this is not much of a storyteller and, uh, I can say that you are remarkable person who have survived this and with these reserves of strength whatever is left to you and what I have in me we will turn what has happened to you to good some good will come of it take this pain this suffering, this injustice has it been done to you we will channel it for something good I promise you and I promise you that whoever has made your life terrible I, I shall kill them I shall kill them <laughs> and you shall be free well that would be quite a trick the really? one who, yes, the one who made my life a living hell and who lifted me up from the living hell that he made for me. He'd be a very difficult man to get to. 
Tell me about him. He was a... He is... As far as I know... A very powerful man in the trench. It was in one of his chop shops that I was employed. Enslaved, I might say. He found me, took an interest in me, because of something very foolish that I had done. He kind of like, with his free hand, he kind of grips the ring, like hanging around his neck. He saw something in me. He sent me off to Absalom Station to learn at the best schools for purposes of his own purposes which I could not comply with and he would never forgive me little fellow really not much bigger than me they call him Mr. Hush come back to Absalom Station and in that moment though your body is broken and your mind is fractured it all comes back to you you remember them all you remember being discovered in cryostasis on the Sunrise Maiden you remember watching Meishun die in a pool of acid you remember Dax and Friss and Kreska and Qualo and you remember the Najior system and Istamak and we cut from there and now we see a very familiar emerald colored landing pad and a small ship lands the cockpit opens and PG 3.0 steps out (laughs) (laughs) several Kish soldiers sort of appear from the brush all pointing weapons at PG until one of them like puts up a hand recognizes you and explains to the rest of them who you are. We pan away from that, and now we're outside of Cloudside Condominiums, and the camera uh, pans over to a, a basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> we're alone. Kishali Priestess in flowing robes <clears throat> is working on her step-back jumper. <laughs> the ball hits the rim hard. The priestess misses the rebound and turns to chase the ball and it rolls to a stop right at PG's feet. Harold TSL looks up and even though time has changed PG, she immediately recognizes you. Hello, old friend. Harry. Talavit came to me in a dream recently and said that the past would return and that the present and the future would realign with themselves. At the time, I thought it was just the effects of all the purple drink I had before bed. (laughs) But now, I know that the storyteller was speaking of you. (laughs) Tell me of your journey here. But first, watch this shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> and she just she grabs the ball and she steps back and just hawks it half court uh, and it uh, misses by like eight feet <laughs> ah, that would have been sweet come let's talk <laughs> so they go away yeah Fiji what do you do? so Fiji follows follows her looks at the ball and it's like I wish I could play one day but then follows Harry come let us have some purple drank <laughs> <laughs> and Is we see dangerous? them. Yes, quite. And, and so, um, Harold TSL mixes some cough syrup with Sprite and <laughs> listens to PG's story. Uh, <laughs> and she tells her uh, everything that's happened up until this yeah. point. And she sips. Now she's got purple lips. She's like, oh my. <laughs> this will be a story that I will pass down to my people. <laughs> For generations to come. <laughs> but, PG, your tale is far from over. Your friends uh, left here uh, seeking what they called the Gate of the Twelve Sands, some sort of portal that contained the super weapon that you were trying to intercept before it got into the wrong hands. I have the coordinates of where they were heading, but I know not where they are. It was uh, some time ago. Oh, could you give me the Could you give me the coordinates, please? I need to find my friends. <gasps> Thank you. I for- could give them to you, or you could play me for them. A game oh. of horse. <laughs> I, uh, very well. I could do my best. A game of horse, you say? Um, yes. Is Hold that... on. She chugs more purple drink. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. You should perhaps Correct stretch. <laughs> I've been working on my sky hook. Sky hook. All right. I'll play you. I'll play you. I'll play horse with you. Um... <laughs> PG ha- and her player having no idea what the hell Harry is talking about. <laughs> but she will fake because he has a pretty high bluff score. So she walks out there with Harry And they have an unbelievable game of horse. <laughs> <laughs> Harold TSL gets PG down to H-O-R-S. <laughs> where oh. PG only has an H. And you think it's over. <laughs> but then, <laughs> PG comes back. Yes. And spells horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here are the coordinates. <laughs> I was just joking. I just haven't had a worthy opponent in some time. And I really wanted to practice my skills. The, it's, you did well, Harry T. Uh, just that, remember you're playing against the seven-foot creature with very flexible legs, and she picks up the ball, but then accidentally somehow pierces it, and it just explodes. <laughs> and just, and just, 
I'm a monster. No. <laughs> that was their last out. ball. Yeah. Only ball on the planet. <laughs> on the city. That ball um, was 2,000 years old. I'm <laughs> so sorry. our society. I apologize. I, uh, I need, probably need to go to my friends now, but I'm sure you will be able to find a new ball when, when we return. Um, could, um... Uh, could we? Could I? Could I please get those coordinates? I did. I did beat your ass on horse. You did. On you horse. Earned this. <laughs> no one has ever schooled me on horse. Such as. <laughs> Here are the coordinates. I have one request. Should you save the galaxy from imminent destruction, return yes. here with a new ball. <laughs> Absolutely, Harry T. And she uh, extends her tail, prehensile tail, as a sort of a, let's spit on it. I don't know how to, like, spit <laughs> You spit on her? No, sir. And then slap her with your tail? <laughs> TSL grabs it and puts it in her mouth. Yeah. As is tradition. Yes, as is tradition. Seal um, the compact. Thank you, Harry T. Yes. We have now made the ceremonial um, gesture that you will bring me a new ball. <laughs> I will. Safe journey will. and good luck saving the universe. But don't forget about that ball. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> and so you leave. You go back to the Emerald Landing Pad. You fly away. You follow the coordinates. And as you follow the coordinates, you see on your heads-up display a, a, a massive space battle happening uh, near the area where you were planning on landing. Uh, there is an armada of Eoxian ships and, and the defense system of several planets below locked in this huge space war. Um, and in the distance beyond the largest ship, you see a portal uh, 10 football fields wide, uh, wide which means nothing to you. Um, but... <laughs> No, Coming it. out of it is the tip of a super 12 weapon. 12 hockey rinks. It's 12 <laughs> hockey rinks, yes. Uh, the tip ah. of the stellar degenerator, and you know what this is. And so in that moment, Peachy taps into an array wired into her brain through her spine to search for any signs of life throughout all of this. And five signs of life come up on the lower decks of the Ultranaut <laughs> in the distance. What are the odds? PG puts a mask over her mouth and eyes, then reaches into her pack where she carefully removes that one crystal she took from the Drow's Gateway. The last crystal of generations of Drow research into folding space and time. And focusing in on those five signs of life, she unbuckles herself from the cockpit and places the crystal in a jury-rigged mechanism built into the drift engine of her ship. And as her body begins to float to the ceiling of her ship, she bears down and activates the crystal. And now we're back on the ship. <laughs> oh where time has been folded and PG has emerged. Can I just say that 
I did beat your ass on horse is Loki one of the funniest things you've ever said on the show. <laughs> and I feel like that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> beat your ass on horse, yeah. Your ass on horse. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, sure. I, I still, well, okay, sure. I, I don't know why it's funny, but uh, if you guys like it, then... <laughs> <laughs> I did beat your ass on horse. So you see PG here. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Uh, but the first thing that will go on is a word from our sponsor. Oh. Oh. oh, hello. Thanks for sticking with us. It's going to get to you sometime in the next 10 minutes or so, you think, Dax. But you see PG. You have some time here to do the following. Uh, take 10 minutes to regain uh, your, uh, you know, to burn a resolve, to regain stamina. Uh, take 10 minutes in that time to do any healing capabilities that you have. Uh, but there is no time to rest because there is another train coming and you've got to get the hell out of here. Um, but you've also got PG 10 Hello. feet away. No. <laughs> Tell um, me what you do. Can somebody just heal me i'm gonna up my stamina but if we remember which i forgot until i looked at my character sheet <laughs> i do have one hit point wow yeah. and also oh you're cradling you're cradling the dead body of linnea it's yeah it's a pretty awesome <laughs> fucking wreck i don't even see pg he's crying and holding linnea and also very very hurt um i hmm Will you allow me? I guess I can. I, I need another ten. I need another ten minutes to do a uh, a healing touch. If I because I also need to rest because I'm uh, I need to my stamina is at zero and I have twenty nine hit points. Um, ah. But I can cast some mystic cures to kind of tide you over until we have a spare ten minutes. Anything anybody could do is helpful. I up my stamina, so I'm like I'm at full stamina, but I'm just thinking ahead if we run into problems. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, Dex uh, is like looking at the readout on the the, the train, uh, and it sees how far away the other one is. It's like we will not have time, Captain. Um, uh, Friss, yeah. Friss holds up a finger at PG, like showing it's just like I will deal. We will deal with this insane shit in a second. And he runs over and treats uh, Callum's wounds. Uh, so you and get eighteen also- hit points back. Uh, also, uh, can I take a can I take a standard action even though we're out of combat because I have something that could help Callum? Uh, yeah, so you you we're out of combat, so you can just act. You 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 see yep. the train, and you see you start you look through the cockpit of the grav train, and you see Dax's face standing at the controls. Right, but I think uh, PG seeing this chaos, seeing this young boy uh, crying over some, a dead body, thinking not, not sure what the relationship is there. Seeing how Dr. Friss is like, one second, I need to deal with this. PG follows Dr. Friss because she recognizes him immediately and then puts a hand, a gentle hand on Callum's shoulder. I understand she's important to you. but You need to come back into the fight. And I want to give Callum an inspiring boost of 26 stamina points. Oh, wait. I don't need stamina point. I'm sorry. This is very thoughtful. I just upped my stamina. I did a 10 minute rest. Whoopsie daisy. I just revealed something. Never mind then. She slaps <laughs> for Callum. For I don't like, want you to waste it. Okay, she yeah, goes you get through the, back through the portal. <laughs> yes, oh, so a, a slap. 
Your slap does kind of pull him back out, and he knows he has to get back into action. So he just looks at you and doesn't know who you are and kind of goes, okay, okay, okay. And he wipes his eyes, and he goes, stands by Dax. Come, come, Callum. We'll explain later. And then uh, I, uh, Kresge heals you for 20 HP. Ah, oh, you guys rock. Thank you. Dax, Dax is going to look. He's like going over the controls and trying to familiarize himself with them because he knows they have to leave any second. But he takes a moment and he finds himself oddly like distracted. And he looks over at Callum and he's just like, is she gone? And he's like completely still looking in your eyes. Um, and Callum still tear, like swelling with tears, still trying to wipe them away, trying to subdue it all. And, and he just goes, I can't, I can't do anything. I can't do anything right now. I can't help her right now. And he, his face doesn't move and he just keeps looking at you. And he just blinks, blinks and says, understood and turns back and goes back to work on the, uh, on the uh, train. Dax, can you get us out of here? I'm working on it, Captain. I think I will be able to pilot this vehicle. I just need a few more moments. And he's he's also going to burn a resolve and, and use this time to rest as well. I can use... My staff of mystic healing. Who else is really hurt? Uh, I'm a bit hurt. Uh, actually, no, I need another 10 minutes for that as well. But if anyone I, anyone wants, I can burn off some just, like, cure light wounds equivalent mystic cures. If, anyone, if you need that skin. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Okay, uh, 10 points. Oh, thank you. More? Uh, that's, I'm pretty good. I can use conventional medicine to, uh the rest <laughs> I could use some conventional medicine if you don't mind as well uh, yeah do we have time for this do we have time for all the uh, do, you have, do you have about 10 minutes total uh, okay so not really oh yeah no it takes a minute so I will alright so you also get uh, 18 hit points back okay um, that's great yeah no sorry uh, 17 also great and Anybody else need a couple uh, Mystic Cures? How you doing, Callum? Uh, I could take one. I mean, I don't want to waste time or spells, but like, if you have, I could take S- another one. Six second casting. Uh, uh, do it. Do it up. All right, uh, Max. Twelve points of healing. Nice. Amazing, Callum. Fully looks a lot better and is like really wiped away the tears. He kind of puts Linnea's body in an area on the train that's tucked under the seats, uh, and he just kind of gets back into work mode and looks at. Captain Kreska and goes, Okay, what can I do? Dax, what have you learned about the train? How can we help? It seems to be a grav train, Captain, operated by gravitational lift. I'm not sure how much maneuverability I have, but it seems like it'll be rather fast. I suggest you hold on. Ooh. Everybody Everyone, hold on to something. Brace yourselves. Um... <laughs> let's talk about this you need to get from this grav train station 
to the grav train station nearest the command center. You are on the lowest deck, and you need to get to the area uh, as close as you can to the highest deck. Um, let's go ahead and look at that uh, map that I showed you. I think I believe I believe I showed this to you. Um, sort of the map of the interior, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yes. All right. So you are uh, on eighteen, essentially. And you need to get up close to where four and five are. And this train can move every which direction. You can circle around the same area. You can zip through uh, th- certain areas. You can go down one. You can get everywhere and anywhere you want to be at, at every one point. But you've got to move through each thing. So at each point in this, I will tell you what your options are. You can go here. You can go here. You can go here. You're going to go here. Where there is another train on you, the second you start to gun it, uh, Dax, we are in a chase and we're going to be using the chase mechanics uh, of Starfinder now here's what I'll tell you while the uh, the grav trains uh, can run only on the tracks you can see from this uh, image here that the tracks pass through nearly every section of the ship. There are miles of transit corridors dedicated to their use numerous corridors intersections junctions and switchbacks. You have a lot of options as the pilot of this vessel, Dax. You could race directly towards the Grav train station nearest the command center if you want and hope to outpace this train that is coming up on you. Or you could take a more circuitous route and try to lose them in the maze of transit corridors. A lot is going to depend on what they do and what you're feeling in the moment, if you're to be taking orders from your captain, or if you're just going to have to use what you think is the best thing to do. To give you an idea of the scope, each deck here, whether it's vertical or horizontal to your position between here and the command center, represents an area of the ship containing dozens of decks that provide for all the various functions of a starship the size of a small city. Okay, So each section is essentially adjacent to a few other sections, as well as to that major transit corridor that runs up the spine. Uh, and that pretty much is a, an express route to go from A to B, depending on where you are. Um, there are some sections that have li- limited grav train access for security reasons. The sections are big enough, like I said before, that you could stay within a single section for as many zones as you want, just looping if you need to, like, do some healing or whatever you need to do. You're like, we, need, we can't advance right now. We need to try and just stay here for a second because we don't know what's up ahead. Um, and then anytime you adv- advance a zone, uh, you gain a plus two uh, circumstance bonus to your next piloting check um so if you go backwards you don't get that but as you as you move forward you're think of that as like gaining speed and being able to use that for your maneuverability to the next zone the grav train that you have commandeered is a standard model uh used to carry small cargo and personnel throughout the empire of bones it looks durable but it's uh neither particularly fast nor designed for direct combat uh, the unarmored windows are large enough that as long as you remain within the train, you gain partial cover against any attacks against you. Um, and that is kind of the situation. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, it's kind of like starship combat in a way, but it's kind of its own thing. There are three things that happen basically each round. It starts with the rolling initiative. We roll initiative. And then pilot actions is the first phase. So the my pilot will do something and your pilot will do something. And then depending on everyone's relative position after that round, 
we then go into the chase progress zone. So, like, if Dax advances a zone or sped up and advanced two zones, and then my guy tries to keep the pace and gets there or fails, we see where everyone is position-wise. And you get certain bonuses if you're a train ahead. You get uh, penalties if you're a train behind. Or you can engage with the other train. And once you're engaged, you could... Uh, board the other train, attack the other, uh, the people on that train if you ever reach weapon. Uh, there's all sorts of crazy shit you can do. But once you're engaged, and that's an action to engage, you can't do anything else unless you uh, do a break-free maneuver. There's all these things. There's the break-free uh, pilot action, engage, evade, keep pace, slow down, speed up, do a trick or do a double maneuver. Now, Dax, it's a move action for you to do all of your pilot actions, but then you can still keep your standard as long as you don't do the uh, double maneuver or anything else uh, crazy uh, during your pilot phase. Like, you could just try to collide them. The third phase of this is combat. And that's where everybody on the ship gets to do whatever they want to the other ship. Unless they're two zones behind, then you can't fire at each other. But as long as you're within a zone of each other or engaged, you can fire at each other. You can melee with reach weapons or you can try to board their ship if you are engaged. It's a little chunky, but uh, I think we're going to have some fun with it. And then I will tell you this. Each section you move through has its own interesting shit going on. So let's get right into it. David Winters, lift me up. I'm going to need some help here. This is chunky. I made a fun little map here, though, and you see uh, this other train come into being. And on it looks to be three creatures, although, according to my map, two of them have disappeared. <laughs> so it's a much, much smaller train? Yeah, it is a, uh, it's only 20 feet long, whereas yours is about 100 or so feet long. Uh, but theirs looks to be armored. So whereas you get partial cover, they get full cover um, uh. from attacks, ranged attacks. So they come zipping up, and uh, for the purposes of the chase, you begin in the same zone. So... Roll for initiative, everybody. Oh. Oh. We just use our, our standard character initiative. Standard character initiative. Now, earlier today, I sent you the uh, the stats for your grav train, which uh, I will share here uh, for all of our viewers, and we can talk about it uh, a little bit. Do you go- Oh, shit. Do you guys have the one that I sent you? Yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm never going to find it. Oh, wait. Uh, tonight... You want me to text it to you? No, I, I got it here. Um, thank you, though. I have, as usual, a million tabs open. Uh, but this is... I'll do a little shift-Z. That's your uh, that's your grab trade. 38000 bucks for one of these things. Uh, it is a <laughs> colossal land vehicle. 15 feet wide, 10 feet tall, 100 feet long. Decent speed. Uh, can go up to uh, from 60 to 130. Uh, they've got an ESC and a KAC. So your options are you can fire at uh, the people on this uh, opposing ship, or you can just fire at the ship. They can do the same to you. And if you take that ship down to zero uh, HP, or they take yours down to zero HP, they can disable your train, and then you're going to be uh, shit out of luck trying to get to the command section. Uh, there's also uh, your attack here is a collision. If you just decide, F it, I'm going to collide. David, correct me if I'm wrong. When you do that, if you succeed, uh, they take full damage, and you take half of the damage for your own train? 
I believe so. I mean, that's also what we did with that spaceship in the hangar, too. Right. But uh, you have to hit the KAC, though, to do that, though. You have to hit the KAC. Okay. Uh, you'll get a little modifier from your train here. You're going to get a plus two to your piloting. But because it's, uh, you know, not built for, uh, like, a security train like the one that's after you, minus two uh, two attacks. Uh, but it does have auto control, which at any time you could engage Dax. Uh, and then what does it do, David? It does one zone at a time. Can we stop Dax spoiling can everything? Away. Can we just start playing <laughs> the chase and not I, I don't say think everything that can this be is, done? <laughs> this is explaining how it works for our viewers who are not <laughs> Why don't we explain stream. it while we do the action instead of lecturing for 15 minutes about the rules of the chase? Because I'm pretty confident no one here has read them except David and I. I read so, them multiple times. Let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right. Give me your initiative. I rolled a natural four. <laughs> a natural four? Uh, right, so what's the total? 16. 16 for Dax. Okay. Dr. Friss? Uh, 23 for Dr. Freese. 23. Callum? How is your initiative so high, Joe? My initiative? Did you say you rolled a natural four? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 13, not 16, 13. Sorry. <gasps> plus nine. For some reason, I got in my head it was a plus 12. But yeah, it's a plus nine. <laughs> no, plus nine is... Cr- I just, Callum has such a low initiative. That's a nine for Callum. I rolled a natural seven. A nine <laughs> for Callum. What about the captain? 19. 19 Ooh. for the captain. Not too shabby. Sayon. 14. 14 for Sayun. PG. I do have a plus 12 on my initiative. However, I rolled a natty one. Oh. First roll back. Exactly. Coming back strong. So 13. Lucky 13. um, Number of the beast. (laughs) Number of the beast. Now, David. (laughs) Yes. Have we determined yeah. how this works here for pilot actions? Does the higher initiative go first, or is it like Starship Combat, where yep. the lower initiative is what you want because you can react to what the other person does? Actually, no, they're concurrent. So the pilot actions, both parties make their declarations, make their roles. We resolve them to see who moves, who doesn't. Then we go into initiative for the individual people attacking or doing the other stuff on their turn. Okay. So both pilots are going to do their thing now. Interesting, interesting. All right, so we can engage, evade. I, I, I want to try and keep pace with you. That's my plan. Okay. So that's going to uh, be a piloting check to try and stay in the same uh, position as you in the now, chase. Now, I, I let's also not metagame this, because technically if we were doing this in a more honest fashion, both of you would decide separately and kind of raise it at the same time. So if one right. person's, like, double moving, the other person's just keeping pace, right. like, you saying it first theoretically colors what Joe's going to do, so... This is true. Yeah, so I, what you were saying was not what I read, and so I'm rereading it, and I think that I'm right here. We do choose our actions, and we can say them uh, out loud, but they do not happen until the initiative order of our initiative in combat. That's what uh, it says well, here. So- well, so number one is pilot actions. Each vehicle's pilot selects her action and attempts any checks outside of normal character initiative account, right? right. So the initiative doesn't matter. Then chase progress. The GM moves the vehicles to the new zones based on pilot actions. And then third is combat. Pilots, if they have any remaining actions and the other characters act in initiative order. Right. As they would and normally would in combat. Yeah, Joe, I thought you read this uh, before we... The pilot of each vehicle selects any pilot actions she wants to use to drive her vehicle this round. 
and performs her piloting actions in the initiative order. In initiative order Oops. during oh during this phase. All right, so it is still an initiative order. Yeah. So why would a lower initiative lower initiative's better? Oh, but oh, I see what you're saying, David. You're supposed to say what happened, so it doesn't really matter the order. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just trying to gun it. I'm boom, so I'm speeding up. I am you're just trying. Up. Yeah. So I said, everybody, hold on, and I gunned it, and I'm speeding up. Yeah. All right. Now, so uh, you told me a couple different directions. Is there not a choice yet? Is there just one direction right now? Uh, what do you think, David? Should I give him the choices now or see what happens on his check? Uh, because if you fail, you still move forward one zone, uh, even on a failure. But if you succeed, you move forward two zones. So let's see. Yeah, let's see where what, what you do, and then I'll give you your options. Okay, so I'm going to assume there's only one option right now, at least for that first, whatever, 100 feet. I just, like, shoot out of the, the station here, and um, here we go. Uh, well, uh, okay. So I uh, I succeed, I believe. Uh, I, I'm assuming the DC is 27, and I rolled a 32. So uh, I succeeded okay. on speed up. You succeeded on speed up. I succeeded on keep pace. So speed up is going to move you forward one zone immediately on a success, and then keep pace because you succeeded. You stay in the same position in this chase. If you're successful, your vehicle moves forward during the chase progress phase. So okay. you both would move forward together, basically. All right. Well, here are the options, Dex, because you are the one uh, that sped up, and I am just trying to catch up to you. So you're going to go forward two zones. You can either go to what looks like a, a car, because you can kind of see all the blips of options you can go to. You can go to the cargo area. Uh, you can go to uh, armor, cold storage, munitions, and secure cargo. Uh, or you can go to the drift engine. Uh, but I don't know where any of these are in the right. show. Uh, yeah, I mean, Did don't, we don't see worry full too much schematics? about that. Okay. Yeah, don't worry too much about that. Just uh, they're all progressing forward. Now, once okay. you get forward, I'll tell you which ones are like options to go backwards. Okay. Um, drift engine. You want to go to the drift engine. Okay. As I said before, each area has its own thing. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. As both trains pull into the drift engine area, uh, this is known as warped space-time. Uh, <laughs> oh, because there's, like, what, hazards and shit in each in zone? Each thing. Oh, sometimes wow. it's so cool. sometimes it's Banes. In the drift engine, uh, though the Empire of Bones drift engines aren't currently active, there is still enough reality warping power coming off of them to make physical ranged attacks more difficult as bullets and grenades don't travel in their normal trajectories. All ranged attack rolls against KAC take a minus two penalty in this zone. Oh, Uh, shit. And that'll I assume stack with the minus two penalty that you already get from this train which I then assume is negated by the plus two you get from being in front of them. So is it just a net minus two? Yeah, I think it's a net minus two because as David has indicated here, he is uh, keeping track of where everyone is. The enemy train is behind one. The PC train is ahead one. So as long as you're ahead one, you get a uh, plus two uh, to your uh, piloting checks uh, and a plus two to your attack rolls against enemies (laughs) and vehicles behind. So, yeah, cumulative minus two. And uh, do my guys get a minus two or they just don't get any 
any bonuses, um, David? They do not. It's they don't. just the um, it's just yeah. If the people get pluses ahead. Nothing happens to you being behind, basically. Okay, and you guys only see one enemy on uh, my ship there. Yeah, I just see one. Yeah, lame. Uh, <laughs> makes no sense. Does. All right. Well, uh, there are more enemies, and you can see. Uh, oh. oh, they're all kind of stacked together here. All right. Well, basically, you see two of those Marines. One of them is piloting the ship. And then you see an undead Kasatha. Oh, wow. That has the same same visage as that that admiral in the security room that you spoke to. That was like, I've been watching you on the cameras. You're quite good. Uh, Same sort of undead look, pale look to it. But, uh, yeah. Four hands, four guns. It's hmm. a lot of guns. A lot Let's of guns. Get in to combat. Uh, don't forget, you have partial cover. They have full cover. It is the Marines' turn. <laughs> are we as far away? Are we actually this distance from each other? No, this is just a. Uh, Sort of a they're, they're behind us. They're behind us. Yeah, they're behind. Uh, all right, so they are going to. Uh, this guy is going to take two shots uh, at Callum. Ah, uh, why? Hi there. Uh, all right, <laughs> natural two on the first one. Nice. And then the second one is a twenty-seven. Uh, I, again, uh, they both hit. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Let me make sure I got that right. Minus four. Yeah, 27. All right. So uh, even with the the bonus to your AC? Sorry. What's the bonus to my singular AC? Oh, plus two for partial cover. For KAC or for EAC? Uh, both. both. But which which one are you going for for this? Oh, sorry. Uh, acid dart is acid and piercing. So does that resolve KAC. against KAC? KAC. If it has that and piercing that- element. Still hits. Damn it, Sydney. That's going to be 21 points of damage right out the gate. Oh, man. acid damage. And then it is the quad pistol wielding stranger who has four shots. First one will be against Seiyun. Oh, boy. 33 to hit. That is a hit. 33 to hit is going to be uh, 18 points of damage. Brutal. Second one is going to be against Dr. Friss. Uh, 23 against uh, Kak. Miss. Miss against Kak. Next one is going to be against the pilot, Dax. Ooh, Daxy. 34. Oh. Wait a minute. Are these multiple creatures? There are three creatures. This one has four guns. Because oh. it's a four times. Okay. 34 with partial cover. Is that a hit? I believe so. And you took a minus four. Or a minus... You know, are you taking multiple attack penalty? I, this Trust me, the, the roll is correct with the 34. I rolled a very high. Uh, then that is a hit. That is a hit. 18 <laughs> points of damage. Ugh. And then let's get PG bloody if we can ah. here. 29 against CAC plus two. Yes. I'm so weak now. Oh, no. I suffered enough. 15 points of damage. Welcome back, PG. (laughs) Thank you. 
And now it is Dr. Friss's turn. Dr. Friss, you have a cumulative uh, minus two, uh, but you guys are ahead one zone. What do you do? Uh, I have a quick question. So I only had seven minutes to rest because of the medical checks that I did. So I didn't. Did I have enough time to get my stamina back? Yes, that's fine. I I, I just wasn't going to give you guys like 20 minutes or half an hour. But yeah, an extra three minutes. You're fine. Okay. Um, So that goes for anybody that needed to do like something like that. Okay, Fred. I use that extra three minutes to increase my AC by four. <laughs> <laughs> if you have that ability. You just take that damage away. <laughs> really quick, just so we don't get too far behind on it. Troy, did you factor in cover there on all those shots? Did you specify that they had cover? Because yeah. it's going to work in the other direction, too. You did? Yeah, okay. I, I told yeah. them plus two to everyone, yeah. Okay. Uh, these guys will get a plus four, so you guys got to roll yes. his eye. Uh, okay, so Friss is going to ah, here we go again! And he's going to hop up on the little seat there and like boom, yeah, point Friss. his gun out the window and uh, try to get a trick shot off against the the Kasatha. Kasatha! Ooh, uh, Kasatha. that is a 32 to hit. 32. That is a hit. Uh, that is 32 points of damage. Ooh, baby. And does your uh, gun uh, weapon bypass uh, DR magic? Uh, no, it does not. Okay. Uh, David, your thoughts. And what gun was that again, Chris? Uh, the... That was the Elite Semi-Auto Pistol. Okay, got it. And no fusion yet on that. No fusion. Okay. Does, does, does significant damage, but you notice it does not all go through. Cool. Uh, and that is your uh, turn? Yep. They are flat-footed until the beginning of my next turn. Okay. That's great. Flat-footed. Uh, it's going to mitigate a little bit of that cover. Uh, they started very strong with a lot of damage to the team. Kresko, what's going through your head here? Uh, you guys have had a tough day. It's been a tough day. Um, <laughs> here's what I would like to do. I, I'm, not in, I'm not extremely useful in this situation because... Don't say that about yourself. Well, the train is moving, so that uh, that kind of limits my ability to use, uh, you know, battlefield control spells and area of effect spells. And I'm sure they're not they're not subject to mind affecting effects either. And Kresk is not exactly a Marx person, so Richard Marx? Uh, no, she's not Richard Marx. In fact, she's not exactly a Marx brother. So he doesn't like Richard Marx or the Marx brothers or Karl. So here's what I'd like to do. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Here's what I would like to do. Okay. I want to cast Psychokinetic Hand. And I want to basically... I would, By the text of the spell, I can't operate a computer, but I can work simple buttons. So what I want to do is basically you reach out through the universe and telekinetically slap the other control panel to somehow give you a dis- you know a minus something to, to turn your their oh. to turn their train off to turn, I love yeah. that <laughs> to pull hit the, the off switch issue. hit the big uh, button rule of I'm, cool I like it uh, I will say alright so you want to send a hand over there and that hand can do what it can kind of just press a button so I'm kind of like Bam. button mash your control panel slap the marine in the face like a <laughs> like it's a joke <laughs> or that uh, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and uh, give me... Uh, we'll just kind of pl- do this on the fly here. Give me a D4 roll to see what the penalty will be to its piloting check. Ah, through my D4. Uh, four. Oh, that is 
way better than I wanted that to be. Uh, all right, so a minus four to its piloting check. Uh, you just stick a hand in its face, and it's like throwing it off. It'll take a minus four to its next piloting check. Uh, and it is the other Marine's turn. Now, he used his move action to try and keep pace with your grab train from his security train. However, he still has his standard, and with his standard, he is going to attempt to shoot at your train. Now, remember, because of the drift engine here, it's a minus two to all ranged attacks against CAC, uh, and he is using a, uh, yeah, an acid dart rifle. Anyways, he's going to shoot that at the uh, at CAC at a minus two, natty 18. He hits your ship. Uh, if someone would like to uh, I volunteer it. to keep, uh, what is your, your hardness? Because that is going to come into play here. 15. All right, I rolled two twos on two D8, uh, so that'll only be 13 points of damage to so you absorb. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it hits it. the hull, does not cut through. What a waste. So I also, just want, to make this, I also just want to make this clear for uh, the listening and viewing audience that this is like, we are moving at top speed while all this is happening. So even though this combat round is only seconds by seconds, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's while we're flying, they're just keeping pace. That's what he did last round. And so it's like, we're moving. It's just that this when all the shots are coming out uh, during this initiative. It's like Snowpiercer. Yes! Yes! It feels like an action movie, too, where, like, somebody just makes it into the subway, but the other person boards, like, the other train that's going at the same exact speed, and you see mm. each other through the window, and it's like, you. And then you just <laughs> yeah. start, like, going after each other, running through the train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a little I'm a little worried about what you and other people are doing on the subway. You jump the turnstile, <laughs> you get in through the doors just in the nick of time, you see your enemy across the platform. What you guys never never do this? I did that. She has a lot you, of enemies around yeah. the city. I was gonna say I was gonna enemies. go the rom- romantic route, like I feel like you see the person you're gonna marry on the train. And then you then shoot them. And then you shoot shooting them. at them. Shoot exactly. Them. Yeah. Uh all right, so all of my guys have gone. This is a great opportunity here to try and do some damage because you know what they're capable of. Uh, it is Seyun's turn. All right, I've been cooking up something pretty crazy behind the scenes with one David W. Winters Esquire, and that is I would like to cast a third-level spell on the train they're in, the smaller train they're in. It's called Discharge. Oh, discharge. Ooh. And you can dissipate the charges from one technological object, temporarily depower one electrically powered technological object that does not use charges or severely hinder a construct. I just basically want to depower their train and leave it in the dust. There's a spell, well, yeah. there's a save associated with it, and uh, David has kind of worked that out. Well, so uh, I'll, let me keep going on that description, though, Grant, because the actual pertinent part here is if the object is powered by electrical means other than charges, because obviously this thing's not using a battery, its functions are suppressed for 1d4 rounds. So that's what we're rolling for here is basically the train just depowering for a number of rounds, which might be enough to get away. We'll see. Can, can I, I also... I don't care for that one bit. <laughs> would you mind if I throw in a, a wrench that might make this miserable, but I, I feel like I read this. Are David, are you considering the distance that this train is away? Because by the, the rules, the train is said to be roughly 200 feet away. Uh, roughly 200 feet is going to be sufficient for this spell. Um, okay. Agreed on the psychokinetic range hand. attack penalties should factor in. 
They they can factor in, yes. Uh, and certain things you cannot do at all. You cannot even throw grenades because of all like, the wind whipping around and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's one of the benefits of engaging is because that gets closed and you're effectively at, within your normal range increment. Um, back to Grant's spell, though. Discharge. Uh, he's within range because he's a high enough level. It's more than 200 feet. It's going to be a fortitude save. So, Troy, you get to roll a fortitude save for the train itself. And your fortitude bonus is going to be the item level. I don't so want a D twenty <laughs> plus the item level. Oh, and Grant, God. you have your uh, you DC fail this. already, right? I could easily fail this, and it just shuts down the train for D yeah. four. <laughs> All right, oh uh, you know the DC. I'm just gonna roll here. Oh God, I used up so many 18s. Man, this guy. This is the the one that rolls a lot of twenties. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, uh, twenty three. Oh, you pass. Oh, so that oh, makes the lights on the train across the way flicker, and it slows down oh, yeah. for just a microsecond, oh. and then it overpowers her. And oh, oh that so was cool. really fucking cool, though. Damn, it was close, yeah, though. The DC is 20. Oh, cap, holy shit. Awesome. Yeah, bottle cap. Bottle cap. Bottle cap. Bottle cap. David gets a cap for helping Grant with that one. Yeah. Thank you, David. Good work. <laughs> Yay. Uh, all right, Pilot Dax, you've uh, you've sped up. Uh, you still have a, uh, a standard action here. You They were firing at you, too. They want to take you yeah. out because yeah. they don't know if you have another pilot aboard. Yeah, he's sped up, and uh, these these bullets are, are cutting through. Oh! Uh, did you not hit me with... Uh, with uh, would you hit me with a bullet? Uh, non acidy bullet? Yeah, I, I, did I hit you, or did you did you actually yeah, boost your Yeah, I took 15 points of damage. Okay. Um, do you remember, just because I just remember that I have that DR against piercing, so uh, I don't know if that was split damage or if it was... Okay, that was the uh, Kasatha that shot you. Um, yeah, the stranger, if you remember, the stranger has that uh, stranger shot ability that allows it to pick between uh, piercing, electricity, and fire, but always targeting KAC. Uh, now, it wouldn't have necessarily known that the first time, I'm, I'm, but you do I'm have fine that if he ability. just wants to assume energy is better. But. Right, right. That's if I use it as a full round action, I can use Stranger Shot, right? So it's, it was piercing. Okay, great. Um, so I am uh, I'm going to. So feeling these bullets like <laughs> crashing in through the windows, people are getting hit. Dax gets hit in the back of the shoulder. Uh, he feels like. Uh, his gun is, is needed right now, and so he is going to reach over and just like slam the uh, auto uh, pilot button, uh, the auto control button, boop, 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 and put the train on auto control, and then just swing around with his two handed gun and will uh, factor in that range, uh, the 200 foot range, and um, fire once. Okay. Uh, so I'll take the range penalty and then plus the, but then a net minus two. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, that is probably going to miss uh, with, yeah. I don't even know who I'm shooting at. I'm just, I guess I'm just shooting at uh, whoever you want. <sighs> well, you picked. Do you want to hit the uh, the pilot marine, the it's other not marine? It's, I, it's, a, it's an adjusted 16. It's a terrible adjusted roll. Adjusted 16. All right, so you got a lot going on. You're, you're, you're trying to split focus there. Yeah. Uh, all right, PG. Not a great initiative. Nope. Burned one of your powers against Callum, who just said, "Get away from me!" <laughs> yeah, get away, well, America. Fortunately, I can use that again. Um, but I have spent so many hours on building PG, and she's amazing. I promise. 
but this is the one scenario where she's gonna <laughs> fucking suck. Like, I don't even have a Why? Pistol. What does she do? What is she good at? She's you good at throwing grenades. You did train chase combat? I did not. <laughs> fucking fuck. Could you like, well, could no, you free... Ellie, just say that. Just say, get me close enough to throw grenades. Ex- well, that's the thing. You know it what says, I mean? um, David said that it's virtually impossible well, to throw... Well, just right here, right now, and with the distance that we're at. I don't think that it's necessarily impossible if we're in the same zone. Can you get me 30 feet away from the train? <laughs> I can get you 50 well, feet away. How about, 14 how about, feet no. away. Here's what well, I'm saying. I can definitely get you within you 30 can, feet. You can engage. Yeah, you if can you engage, engage, Joe, and you're effectively adjacent. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, because I had a, this other idea, they say that throwing a grenade from one uh, vehicle to another, however, leaving the grenade on the tracks... <laughs> yeah? Huh? Yeah? Just a slow drop. To tink, tink, tink. It's for <laughs> exactly. Tink, tink, yeah. tink. I will say this. Just as they're driving over it. While grenades are, you know, ineffective for most of this, if you if you choose to engage, I'll allow grenade combat. So okay, it's up to you, you if you want It's going to be a couple rounds, though. Um, cool, cool, cool. Um, any ranged weapon you want to try to take some hot shots off? Uh, does anyone else have a small arm? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Dax just reaches down. It's like... I do. <laughs> flips out uh, from his holster and into his hand a uh, pistol for you. A pistol. Thank you. Um... And she's gonna okay. What type of pick? Do you, do you know what piece pistol or is it just? A, uh, yeah, a pistol? an elite semi-auto pistol. An elite semi-auto pistol. Well, thank you. Um, and uh, I'm gonna use that. But meanwhile, I'm uh, I'm choosing that elite whatever thingy on my character sheet. She's also gonna use a get him, the old get him. Yeah. Oh, on, the, okay. uh, on the on the but that's within sixty feet. Never mind. All right. Never mind. Fuck. Well. Yeah, we just gotta useless. get into range with this thing. You're like, get yeah. me close, you stupid son of a piss, Andrew. Yeah, I can see you're like swinging with her tail uh, outside the train, be like, get me closer. Sticking the uh, tail out with the gun attached. Yeah. All right, we'll take a shot. It's gonna be a tough shot. Cumulative minus two with all the penalties. Uh, what is your to hit? Uh, my to hit is, uh, it's going to be actually pretty good. Uh, 13s. All right, so give yourself a plus 11. Plus 11. Uh, 11. 30, uh, 20, uh, 27. 35. Oh, okay. Who are you, you uh, aiming what? at? The uh, stranger the, or the pilot or the, the other Marine? The the pilot. Okay. That is a hit. Uh, nice. Uh, okay. So that's going to be. Oh, I'm hit. <laughs> uh, fuck. 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. And does that bypass DR? David. No. 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 I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. So, again, not all of it goes through. All these guys have some sort of DR. Uh, it seems like the stranger has even better DR than his buddies. All right. Let's round out the round with everybody's favorite end of the round combatant. Callum. <laughs> oh, yes. It's not my fault. Also, I rolled like four other die over here and rolled a one on three of them. So, I threw them away. Wow. <laughs> right in the trash. That's a weird night. Uh, okay. So Callum is going to peek after getting fucking shot immediately. I'm not messing around. Uh, no. I'm peeking over and I'm going to look at the um, Kish. The, sorry, it's not a Kish. It's a. Kasafa. Kasafa. Thank you. Kasafa. I'm going to look at the Kasafa. Uh, oh, well, first I'm going to look at PG and I'm going to go, do you need a gun? I. That's okay. I already got one. Do you want thank another you. one? Another one? I don't use mine. Oh, okay. And she whips out her tail and is like, thank you. 
Okay, and I give PG another gun that I'm never going to use. Uh, and she and she quick and she, it disappears on some part of her body, and it's so quick that you can't even see it. <laughs> well, as far as I give you my I give you my Thunderstrike Sonic pistol. You're so welcome. It's really important. Thunderstrike. Uh, and then <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm going to look at the uh, multi-armed buddy, because that's not great. I want to get shot more. And I'm going to use uh, my spell Prescience. So I don't do anything for this round, but I'm focusing on the spell. So on their next action, I will make that spell activate. Oh, will you? (laughs) There ends the first round of chase combat. I think this is fun. I think it's it's fun, too. we got to work out the kinks a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, what's your favorite kink song? Skid. Um, oh, this one that I loved. I like. I recorded it off the radio. I called in and requested it, and I recorded it off the radio. And uh, I can't remember the name of it. But I used to love the Kinks. I love the Kinks. I believe the Kinks is "Come Dancing." Isn't that the Kinks? Uh, yeah, that is one of I'll them. Say that's my favorite Kinks song. Really it's the only. Lola is my favorite. Yeah, I would say Lola, Lola is, I'm in the Lola camp. Me too. So, so I realize now that the kink is a band because I was like, your kink song. And I'm like, Troy wants to take this to another <laughs> yeah, level. And I was like, That was my next st- question. What's everybody's sexual kink? <laughs> yeah, because I was like. Uh, Lola. <laughs> I just realized. Lola. Same. Weirdly, it's the same answer. Same thing. I just realized I always confuse the, uh, the kinks and the kooks. Ah, oh. ah. You guys know the kooks? No. Uh, they're another, they're a British band, and I was like, my favorite kink song is Seaside, and that is definitely not a kink song, it's a kook song, but uh, mm. kinks and kooks. The correct answer was Father Christmas. Ah. Father Christmas, bring me some money, don't mess around with those silly toys. Round two, let's get into pilot actions. I'll be taking a minus four from our made-up little spell here with Matthew's tomfoolery. It was fun. I liked it. Um, <laughs> all right. What are you thinking there, Dax? So uh, we're just going to say what we're going to do. Uh, I believe by the book, I'm pot committed to speed up um, because I hit the auto control. So uh, I believe I have to do the same action as last round. And it says okay. a swift action to disengage, but I don't think I can take a swift action right now. I have to take it on my turn. So. I disagree. I will allow you to take your swift action if you so choose, because you're basically, this action determines what you're going to have left when it gets to your combat. So if you decide to do a full action, you'll have nothing in the combat round. So you should be be allowed to use your swift action if you so choose. Okay, then I'll disengage the uh, auto uh, control and I will slow down. Say, slow down. You move too fast. (laughs) Need to make this moment last. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to keep pace. That's really what I want to do here. I want to keep pace. So let's roll our piloting checks and see what happens, and then we will see what zones we move into. Uh, I got a minus four from Matthew's goof goofiness, mm. known goofiness. Uh, let's see. I get a the cappy bonus to my piloting. For, only for the keep pace action. Um, okay. Boom sauce. Made it. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, it's uh, good for you, PG. That's what you want. Yeah. That's true. And so you're trying to slow down, and I kept pace. Uh, so... 
David would slow down, does he uh, did he just, even he advance? He end up in the same zone. End You're up in now the in the same zone. zone. Oh, same zone, not engaged. God, we're in the yep. same zone! Zone! I've been All in right. the zone. Same zone, but not engaged. You could choose to engage next round, uh, or I could choose to engage. Uh, or I could choose to break free. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't really know how this works. Let's go into combat. As you know, my guys start. So the Marine in the middle will fire off a shot at PG. Actually, two shots. First one is at PG. I take a minus two and then a minus four as well. So uh, that is going to be a... Uh, 19 to hit, PG. That's a big, fat miss. Okay, well, now I'm going to shoot at you again because you were mean. Uh, (laughs) I didn't call you. Boom, natty 18. That one hit you. (laughs) Damn it. Next time, don't be so mean. Uh, Oh, my God. Almost max damage. 24 points of acid and piercing. Ow, acid. And then the pale stranger will go four attacks. Um, I'll let you... Sorry, Troy. I just wanted to bring up. Um, did we cross into another zone? David, no. do they move forward or do we stay no, in the same? So technically, they're in the same place and you caught up into that hazardous zone they were in. So you're still chilling in that same place, the same hazard from before. Okay, okay. so we were in the zone and they weren't. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. I was giving myself the penalties of that zone. But to be fair, I was in another zone that probably had stuff going on. So. Uh, well, bum, you were bum, shooting bum. into that zone, so you probably had yeah, the same yes. penalties. Yeah, you yeah. It's all very confusing. Uh, all right, Pale Stranger <laughs> is going to take four shots. Uh, the, I'll just tell you right now, I'll lift the veil, because, Joe, you were, you were uh, questioning me. It's a plus 16 to all four shots, but uh, the penalty I take is uh, the minus two for being in the drift engine zone here. So, But there's no but, multi-attack penalty. No. Yeah. How? I, it's yeah, just, it's its thing. <laughs> Where is the I haven't f- seen that feat. I'd, I'd like to take it, please, sir. <laughs> um, the tricky thing is the pistols have only the six feet. The tricky thing of, is I'm lying. Well, no, the, the tricky thing is the pistols only have 60 feet of range. So I wasn't thinking about that extra 200 feet. So I should have taken penalties to that. That's fine. But I can't believe he has no multiple attack penalty. It says it can Where? fire a total of four times as part of a full attack, and its total attack bonus is calculated above plus 16. In this case, it'll be plus uh, 14. Uh, here we go. First one is going to be against Dr. Friss. Uh, 19 to hit CAC. That is a miss against my cock. So too bad. Second one is going to be against Seiyun. 18 against CAC. Miss. Oh, this is brutal. Nice. Next one is going to be against Callum. Sorry, buddy. Oh, 18 against CAC? Uh, 18 against Kak? No. That's terrible rolls. Wow. Uh, like, and then this one sh- is going to be against Kreska. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 21 against Kak. Get out of here. Come on! <laughs> wow! Jeepers. Ice cold. Ice mm. cold. All right, you have a great opportunity here, uh, and you're close. So, yeah, I did make a mistake. Where I was 200 feet away, I should have taken the range penalty. You know, in all of the stuff I read, I didn't read anything about range penalties. David, did you read anything about range penalties? All it the only thing that. I read is like if you're ahead, you get a plus two. I feel like they they eschew range penalties and they just give a bonus to the train that's ahead. You know what I mean? They it, don't talk about range penalties at all in the chase it, mechanics. 
They don't talk about the range penalties explicitly, but they do talk about distance. As a default, vehicles in the same zone are considered 50 feet apart. Vehicles one zone apart are about 200 feet apart. So theoretically... Right, right, right. Well, the idea is, like, why then would you ever not be incentivized to just engage? Or, I'm sorry, why would you be incentivized ever to engage? You know what I mean? If you could always just, like, never have penalties for being 200 or 400 feet away and still yeah. just shoot yeah. at Well, the incentive to engage is to use melee and to board the other train. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. But I, but, but if your shots are harder the farther they are away, that matters, you know? Yeah. Well, no, Wait, you, Troy. You're, you're right, Joe. Sorry, I was yeah. being oh. silly. Was that... Was that our forearmed friend who just did all those attacks? Yes. Ah, I made an error. I should have said it before they went. Can I just, can I retcon and just move my target to one of the other people on that ship? Sure, you can move it to the pilot. We'll sure, say. okay. Somebody who didn't okay. go yet. Yeah, sorry. That's fine. No, sorry. There's a lot going on here. Uh, well, I missed with all four attacks, so you had right. uh, on the winning side of that blunder. <laughs> blunder. <laughs> it is Dr. Friss's turn. Uh, Friss is, he's actually, he's going to take aim, uh, for a sneak attack, trick attack at the pilot this time. Uh, and poof, pops up, points gun out the window, boom! Ah, uh, natural two. Kreska. Um, so was there, now that we're in the same zone, how far apart are we? 50 feet. Uh... 40 feet. 30. 50 again. Sorry, you're moving very fast. Ah, right. okay. Um, can so I do the did... same Can I do the same thing then? Can I do... Uh, will you allow me to do... Uh... Actually, you know, here, I'll do some... Slaps? I'll do something different to keep things interesting. You're a fun guy. Uh, okay, I'm going to cast a spell, Wisp Ally. Wisp Ally. Uh, and so the... I'm going to provide basically effectively move a, a spectral wispy figure onto the stranger, the forearm stranger. And basically that functions as harrying fire. Right? Oh. Whoa. What is this called? Wisp ally? Wisp ally. I don't like that. So the next person to make an attack against him gets a plus two to hit. Okay. Very, very cool. Nice. Uh, and... So this is like everyone's shooting back and forth like... And I, it's as if I was providing some fire to distract that guy, lower his AC. But instead, it's just this, cool. this like creature that appears out of the wisp and just occupies his square with him. I like that. Nice. Uh, all right, it is the pilot's turn. Callum, tell me how this thing works here. Press yes. it's been a while. Uh, I guess it depends on what the pilot decides to do, but I'm going to, if it like reaches for its weapon, um, well, you tell me what the pilot was going to do. Uh, he's going to try and shoot at your train. Okay, so I am going to peering into alternate realities. Uh, I'm going to make him try to reach for his gun and try to reload his gun, but he's going to fumble with the ammunition and waste his declared action because he's going to have to reload the weapon because he messes it up. What did you say? Uh, <laughs> do I get a save or it just happens? Get a reflex save to negate the reaction's effect. Thirteen. That's wow. not going to do it. Nice. Callum, nice. you got him to fail a save. For nice. once. For once. <laughs> I hear the bullets drop on the other other train. I don't hear it, but I hear the bullets drop on the other plane. I'm like, yes. They fall out the window. Crack, 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 crack. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, 
All right, very cool. Wasted my turn. It is Seiyun's turn. Seiyun is now within grenade throwing range as we are engaged. Is this 50, correct? 50 feet. You have to be engaged. Right now, you're just in the same zone. So once Dax uh, chooses to do the engaged action, I will allow grenade play. Understood. And ass play. <laughs> Until that point, uh, I Seiyun will wait, not wait, take... You could allow grenade play, couldn't you, at, a, at the range penalty of 50 feet? No? You can't allow it at all. Your gotcha. basic grenades are not really allowed in chase combat. I'm right. issuing oh, it that says to... That? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, yeah, well... It's like trying to throw something from a moving vehicle. Like, you know, it's cute. Yeah, if you're engaged, it's just kind a of... baseball like, from train to train. Right. <laughs> with, I've tried it. With no range penalties, Seiyun will fire rocket-propelled bullets into the train across. Uh, she's been observing the entire time, but uh, I do not remember which ones have been hit the most, so she's going to target the most damaged person. Okay. Emotionally damaged, or the one that's physically, the most physically? Physically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're targeting the stranger, you get a plus two to, two, plus two to hit. Okay. Um, which would negate the uh, penalties caused by being in this drift engine room where reality is warping around you. Alright, that make, moves it up to a 22 then? 22 to hit the pale stranger. The pale stranger. That is a miss. Alright, second attack at the pale stranger following her captain's orders. On, on top of... I've never had it land cracked on top of a keyboard before, but there we are. Um, 23 this time. That is a miss. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's tough. They get the cover and uh, everything else. They've got like an armored car, whereas you guys are just wide open. Get me closer, Dax. It is Dax's turn. Dax, you got a Stantoni left. What are you thinking? Uh, I think... <clears throat> I think he'll fire again. Yes. Um, at who? Yes. At the stranger. <gasps> he doesn't like whatever this cheating feet tree is he's looking at, so he's going to <laughs> shoot that feet tree right off of that son You're of just bitch. mad that your multi-attack has so many penalties. Well, the, and the it is riddled doesn't. with enormous <laughs> penalties. You should have built a Joe, stranger. I, f- I figured I it out, by the way. stranger. I'll- Full disclosure, like stranger, I making, uh, prestige class, uh, David. Could you ch- jot that down? <laughs> I was making faces and stuff because I thought Troy was breaking the rules, but I figured out the difference. The pale stranger you faced before references the back of this AP, um, this particular book in the AP. Troy's using the pale stranger stat block from the Alien Archive, which actually varies on a few of the abilities. The thing I corrected him on earlier, and he said, "Oh, it doesn't have that." It's because his version doesn't have that. Instead, it has these multiple attacks. And so it's slightly different from the one you saw before. So it's before, a unique creature that does not take multiple attack penalties, basically. Yeah, it is yeah. a specific thing to the creature. He is doing it correctly. Uh, it's just two different pale strangers we were thinking about. Bottle cap for me. David, please give me a bottle cap. <laughs> okay, you got it. Thanks, buddy. Useful, okay. only, useful only in, nego- in rules negotiations between Troy and David. <laughs> right. And that make him up. <laughs> now remember, David. Won't be the I last have a time. Cap. This is getting just masturbatory at this point. Joe, what do you uh, want all right, to I do? am going to shoot the cheating stranger from Alien Archive. That's not what Here we called. go. One shot because <laughs> I took my standard to you know, my swift to disengage, and then uh, the standard to slow down the speed. Uh, and when he hears both uh, Mei Shun, or I'm sorry, Seiyun and uh, PG saying they need to get closer. 
Dax could uh, do with getting a little closer, too. Uh, here we go. Here is the on. shot. That is a natty 18. There we go. Yes, 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 yes. For a 33, I believe. That is a um, hit. Okay. Fantastic. And you've got the magic weapon fusion, right? Uh, I, I have no... Well, I just have energy damage. It's half electricity, half fire. I, I don't know if it... That uh, won't get through the magic, right, David? Uh, I just discovered something even worse than what I just said, Troy. And I have bad news for you for all the shit you've given Matthew over the years. <gasps> Wait, bad news for me? No, it's worse for you. I'm going to use my bottle cap the- so you'll shut up. <laughs> you're just amazing a bottle cap to make someone just shut up. Shut up, yeah. You're using a third party, pale stranger, Troy. <gasps> Holy shit. Oh, this yes. whole combat is null and void. Oh my god, we'll see you next week. Oh my god. That that is from the alien bestiary from Light Legendary Games. Oh my god. Oh. My. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! He I can't. love you! This is a disgrace. Look at him. He's hiding in embarrassment. He's hiding it. in darkness. He's <laughs> hiding behind his lens cap. This is one of my favorite clippies of all time. Yeah. All you hear is a gunshot. Covers up and then a gunshot. Oh, uh, my God. Good night, everybody. Good night, Third everyone. party. <laughs> good night, everybody. We need a week for you to rethink your priorities. All right, good night, I'm everybody. I'm going to Reddit. I'm going to write it right now. End of series. End Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.